Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. It's time now for our virtual Friday morning coffee break. Oh, we can't wait for the days when we'll have people back in the studio uh, with us. But in the meantime, it's on the line and uh, three uh, good friends of the Limerick Today show. Aileen Brown of the Irish Blood Transfusion Service, uh, magician Steve Spade and uh, uh, a great listener. And among other things, a beekeeper, Pauline Walsh, is on. Uh, Good morning uh, to all of you. Um, We have to start... Um, alien with this one and I, I just love this story the word Kulshi could be among a number of terms to be banned from official Scrabble competitions in the US Kulshi is defined as a pejorative term for someone from rural Ireland what about that? Madness I think this is now the PC grade gone mad altogether like I mean I think the term Kulshi in Ireland is almost a term of affection do you? I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't have any issue with it. And if if a dog calls you a culture, do you think that's a term of affection? Well, I wouldn't be too upset about it. They could be calling me a lot worse. <laughs> they could be calling I you mean, a lot worse. But at the same time, it is, it is an, uh, you know, from people within the pale, it is a way of looking down their noses at the rest of us. Yeah, and, but they, and they use lots of other terms as well to describe us, I can tell you. I was actually very surprised that it was actually even being used in America that it has gone global, that term. Well, the US competition organisers are discussing banning a number of terms that could be described as hate speech. These uh, could include racist, homophobic and anti-Semitic uh, terms. Uh, the CEO of the North American Scrabble Players Association, NASPA, <laughs> said a long consultation period with its members will inform them of uh, its decision. Um, he is in favour of removing the terms from use. It's the right thing to do and I will make sure that it happens. Paulie, no more Kulshi. But don't you know what a Kulshi is? It's only a Jackie's father or mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mother. Do they know about Jackie? <laughs> my, 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 my mother is, is, was born in Dublin and she's a of culture parents, and that's what we were all a culture. That's all it is, is only a culture, uh, Jackie and parents. But the idea but, of removing it because it could be a termed a, you know, an insulting term, a term of hate speech against the rest of us. Well, I personally, I don't think it's a hate speech because I have loads of Jackie and friends, and we just flag each other off about flushing the jacks when they start saying things like that, you know. So, yeah, thanks for the political correctness there. Uh, appreciate that, Pauline. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's, it's, you know it's, it's not when the matches come up that people are playing against each other it's, it's, it's a bit of rivalry I don't know that it's, it's an insulting thing yeah and I suppose you do make the point you know, there, there is intermarriage between people from Dublin and the rest of us as well so you know that can happen yeah uh, what yeah. do you think Steve? Um, yeah, it's it, it's a strange one, all right. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of hard to call. I mean, it, it's just I, I suppose if it's in the dictionary, it's considered a word. So is is coaching in the dictionary? I'd have to check it out. Cheapers, oh, I don't know. What? How much research well, do you think I've done here? There, there you go. Yeah, you're you're slipping, Joe. But I, I think I think I think it's one of those things that I mean, if 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 you are playing Scrabble and there's a word that people are like, that is a word. That's not a word. You have to check the dictionary. If it's in there, it's considered oh, a word. So, oh, oh, Rebecca, Rebecca's checked it. Rebecca's checked it and I remember, it the la- I remember the last time I questioned Rebecca on something that she said was <laughs> in the dictionary and we uh, ridiculed her very unfairly on the air and told her that's completely, I've never heard of that word, that's absolute rubbish and about four months later we discovered she was right 
Um, and I had to come on and uh, apologise profusely for it. But she's saying to me, uh, "Call she is in the dictionary actually. Uh, she looked it up. It's in the Collins dictionary." So there you go. So if you if you were is that playing a real dictionary? Friends, the Collins dictionary. <laughs> if you were playing at home with your, with your friends, I am Joe, joking now. And and you put Kulchi in as a word, and it was going to win the game. Would would you argue that it was a word? It isn't a word. I I don't know. It is a bit of this. It's not as as bad. Wait as a second now. Are you saying, Steve, in order to win at Scrabble, you would be prepared to put down a word that would be directed as an insult at you yourself just to win? <laughs> Well, to be honest, I cheat because I'm a magician. So, I mean, I, no one would play any board game with me. Jeannie Mackers. <laughs> would you do that, Aileen? Well, Not the I cheating mean, bit. I mean, put down Kulshi. <laughs> well, if, 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 if you're going to win the game, absolutely. Win at all costs. I think, actually, that Steve is onto something here. Because I think it was one of the great moments of tension during lockdown, these board games, and the level of mass cheating that would, <laughs> would go on. You know, normally confined to Christmas time. But, you know, when people didn't have much else to do, or maybe people will remember in their youth being stuck in caravans in different parts, and next thing the board games, because of the rain, would come out, and there would be open warfare. <laughs> There's actually a, a cheater's edition of Monopoly now, I actually saw on, online there recently, for right. people who love to cheat at Monopoly. Are you serious? <laughs> Apparently so. So what, it encourages that? I think so, yeah. It's more like... Who's the best at, at cheating? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't played. I remember playing. Actually, I was only playing Monopoly recently. Um, just, just like you said, you know, we're we're in lockdown, and everyone's pulling out the board games and stuff. You know, it, but it's great. It's it's good to see people kind of using their head again and not letting just like technology do it for them. And Steve, what is your favorite board game to cheat at? I, <laughs> I don't cheat at all the games. Um, it's just it's just it's just a common practice for me to to kind of mess around with the. The pieces from most games and banish them. And, oh, wait oh, no, a second now. Hang I, on I a minute now. I only had, I only sorry. Had it's not, I didn't think you were using your professional skills as a magician to cheat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why, why wouldn't I? Um, I have, yeah, put it this way, I always have a lot of get-out-of-jail cards. I'm, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure you do. You've, you've managed that a few times. Uh, Pauline, what about you? Are you a desperate cheater at board games? Well, my father taught me how to cheat at Patience. So. At Patience? Yeah, it's easy to cheat on yourself. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But, but, uh, no, I, I wouldn't be good at cheating because I'm I, I'm not that clever as as um, hiding things. I, my face would tell it all. It would, you couldn't. I could. I I couldn't. It's just my face. I, I'm. I have a, a guilty look on my face if I try to cheat. So you don't have the genius of the poker face. Not really. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Alien? What are your favorite games? To of course, you, you would be above all of that kind absolutely, of cheating stuff yourself. Absolutely. But I suppose from favorites in our household now would be the likes of of, of Thirty Seconds, a, a very popular quiz board game. That really, kind of gets you to use your acting skills, and yeah. that would be a firm favorite. Um, Monopoly. I don't think I've ever come to any finished a game of Monopoly. It always ended in uproar and fighting and arguments and robbing money and... It does. It, it is amazing what it brings out in people, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It really is. And the thing, I mean, Jenga actually is driving me mad at the moment because, you know, you just have it and then someone knocks it over and there's, there's just pandemonium. <laughs> you know. Um, okay, well, I think we've kind of vented, vented enough about... <laughs> My, my cheating, my cheating didn't get me anywhere. Anyway, I, I lost. My, my girlfriend had six hotels by the end of it, and about half a million quid. So uh, it, didn't, it didn't get me anywhere. Okay. There, there's a guy who stopped digging now. All of a sudden, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he, can't, he can't magic up the real money, though. <laughs> 
Well, well, I don't know. Steve's a great magician. You've seen some of the things that he's done over the years and some things he's done in here to me. So I'm, I'm sure he probably can magic up real money. He, it might actually be the solution to a lot of our economic problems at the moment, maybe Steve Spade. Uh, we'll make him um, head of the central bank. Uh, now, um, the HSC is saying that Ireland should follow the UK in banning supermarket promotions of unhealthy food. Boris Johnson, yes, friends, the British Prime Minister, is to restrict junk food advertising on TV to after the 9pm watershed there in a bid to cut down on obesity. Um, Aileen, is that a good idea? Uh, in theory, it would be. But, I mean, I, I think we know here in Ireland, you know, you can bang different ads from the different television stations, but you discover that on on, 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 the, on the the cable channels that all of a sudden that those rules don't apply. And, you know... But I have to say, I find now, if I see an ad for a nice burger, you know, the tendency to hit the Uber Eats and go for it, it's, it's always there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But I think, I th- I think we need to do more than just bend it off television. I mean, like... A lot of children now, there's an awful lot of online advertising. You know, they're looking at a, something on YouTube and in between all the YouTube videos, there's, there's adverts popping up as well. It's the middle of our virtual Friday morning coffee break and we're chatting to Aileen Brown from the Irish Blood Transfusion Service, magician Steve Spade and beekeeper and many other things, Pauline uh, Walsh. Um, do we think that the pubs will get their fuller reopening from Monday the 20th of uh, July, uh, Pauline? Um, I hope they do for for the publicans in the in the county anyway because they're just the, the socialising is, is gone. Um, I don't know how they're going to manage the distancing and that stuff. I'm not a pub goer so it won't affect me but um, I think there's a lot of people who need to get out and socialise. Mm. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, it's great if they if they open back up, but I think I think with what happened in Dublin and stuff like that is going to is kind of giving everyone a little bit of a kind of a nervous twitch about it a little bit. Um, it would be great that Republicans and they do need to open, but I know just from talking to friends who would have been you know out in pubs every now and again and different nightclubs and things like that that did not they're not that pushed to to kind of get back to to that way of living. Really. Yeah, they're not really. They're they're a little bit anxious about it, to be honest. And I don't think they're going to. I don't think people are going to risk some things for a few points. Yeah, and of course, doing what you do and many others in showbiz and entertainment. I mean, it, it still remains a very tough time for you guys. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's no there's no theatre shows. There's no there's no everything had to be postponed or or cancelled. So yeah, we're it's really in a bit of a limbo. I mean, I mean, a lot of people are in same position but definitely the, the arts has been affected badly. Mm, I think people heard you see this headline that theatres could reopen but I, I think they didn't realise that in a practical way it remains virtually impossible because of the social distancing and what's needed there. Yeah, did you see that theatre I think it was in Spain and they filled, it was a, a concert and an orchestra performed for just a, a whole room of plants. Did you see that? Of plants? Plants, yeah, they, they filled every seat with a plant. And uh, a friend of mine shared it on me, and I was like, "Look, as a professional magician, I don't use any plants in my show, but I do think it's a it's a clever little it's a clever little spin on 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 what it was." But yeah, they decided to play. It was an idea that like yeah, they were playing for Mother Nature or or, or kind of for uh, the world as a as a as a, as a, as a one unit type thing. That's nice, actually. That's yeah. lovely. It was in Spain. I think it was in Spain. And, and Aileen, I know. I mean, with the Irish Blood Transfusion Services, well, with both hats on, you know. 
how worried are you about what the acting chief medical officer was saying last night? This thing about the R rate, the reproduction rate at one or above, the number of young people who have been infected recently and this fuller reopening again on the 20th of July, which would include increases in numbers allowed at indoor and outdoor events. And as I say, a fuller reopening of the pubs. Do you think that's under real threat now? I would think so. I mean, like, while on one hand, you know, you have to feel for all the, the publicans and all the businesses around the country who have been hugely affected by this. But on the other hand, like, if we do see an increase in the number of cases, you know, we are going to have to take to take strong action and try and, you know, hit it hard at a very early stage before we try and see a second wave. And, like, when you look at pubs in rural Ireland, you know, they're small. Most of the activity is up at the counter. You know, people sitting at the counter and having the chat. Like under the new model, I would expect that you'd have nobody sitting at a counter yeah. and people sitting dotted around uh, around the bar. So I don't know how that would work and like how you'd, you know, and from a publican's point of view, trying to enforce that, you know, after a few points, social distancing measures, I don't think very hard to enforce and people get a bit more relaxed. It does feel as though, you know, the real focus is on what happens in Dublin city centre this weekend that if the scenes that we saw last weekend happen again, then the whole country could end up being punished for them. Yeah, yeah. But then I suppose on the other hand, when you look at it, you know, of all the pubs and restaurants that the the, the guards visited last weekend, there's only 26 possible prosecutions. Mm. Yeah, so well, we, we, were talking to, we were talking to um, Robert Byrne from Bobby Burns on O'Connell Avenue here in Limerick City and he, he said that uh, he was visited on three successive nights by the Gardaí last weekend and they found everything in order there but that he couldn't remember the last time he'd been checked for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It, 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 it's, a, it's a real worry. I mean, the, the reality is that what we're seeing now, uh, Pauline, the, the, the figures that they were talking about yesterday, the public health emergency team, they are not related to the reopening we're in now. They're only going to see those figures come through, I think, from now on into next week. So it'll be interesting to see what the new Taoiseach um, makes of it, Michal Martin, and what kind of call he's going to make on on the, the next reopening, Pauline. Yeah, it, it is difficult. Um, and it's difficult for everybody. And um, one of my neighbours had, had it in January and he only got his test back last week um, because they weren't obviously testing in January for it until it came in. Um, so Sorry, no... and without getting into the naming, the neighbour anything like that, are, are you saying that he came back positive? It came back, po- po- he was surprised or she was surprised. Um, it came back positive. And, so there, um, there was there was somebody, and again, I don't want to get into the names here now, but there no, was no, there no, was no. So, there was somebody that you are directly aware of who had COVID nineteen in January in in the in the Limerick area, and yes. that was confirmed by test only last yes. week. No, the results only came back to him only last week. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. the results, yeah. and and you're and you're absolutely sure that the result was was positive. Yes, yes. They came and told I mean, that's 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 some development now, Pauline. You're you're talking about because, and the reason I'm saying that to you is that you know a lot of people would have assumed you know that maybe it was into late February before we saw cases. So that's 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 fascinating. So are, are you saying in overall terms then that you think the government may not go to the next stage of reopening? I don't know whether they will or they won't. Um, 
Well, what should they do? Well, per- personally, I think they should open a little bit more, and um, they have. We have to start trusting that people will behave responsibly. I mean, the whole of the countryside, not necessarily the cities, because I don't know about the cities, but people have done everything that is asked of them. Um, and if others are not doing it, it's penalising people who who have, you know broken the rules and, and made it difficult for everybody else. Yeah. The other thing, Aileen, that uh, we were talking about yesterday, we were chatting to Claude Geeran, who's a student at the University of Limerick. Uh, she's in her final year, or going into her final year. Is this news that the majority of students at the University of Limerick will only be allowed on the campus at all for one week a month when the new academic year starts in September? Yeah, I mean, that's huge news for any any students both existing and in particular any new students starting college, you know, that big decisions have to be made for them, you know, do they do they take a year out? Do they pay the full fees, accommodation costs? And like the whole thing about going to college, you know, okay, the the academic side of it, but there's a huge focus on, you know, the the the, the friendships made, the extracurricular activities, the clubs, the organizations, the sporting groups that people get involved with. And that all helps develop them as individuals. And to think that that would be missing and that would only be available at a very limited scale is, is you know, it's upsetting. And, I, I you know, I, I know a number of, of students and, you know, they are upset about it and are confused as to what they should be doing. Yeah, and the University of Limerick is uh, making headlines this morning. I see a photo on the front page of the Irish Independent for positive reasons, having appointed on an interim basis the first woman president of an Irish university, uh, Professor Kirsten uh, May. Uh, Steve Spade, uh, if you were in the United States, would you vote for Kanye West as president? <laughs> he's he's going to run, it seems, for president of the US. Yeah, I saw that article the other day. Um, I, I mean, I heard The Rock is, 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 is hoping to run as well, or maybe not this time, but the next time around or something. It seems to be a little bit... I mean, years ago, they, they gave out about... Was it Ronald Reagan was was an actor? I wasn't understand they were, they were giving out that he's just an actor or whatever. I, I think it's a bit of a, a kind of a popularity thing, though. You know, if you have enough money and enough connections, you can probably be president of the United States. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would look at it and go, mm, if it's a choice between Kanye West and Donald Trump, which way would you go? Well, I'd say Kanye is a better rapper. <laughs> well, that's, pro- that's probably true, Steve. <laughs> right, we'll leave it on a good laugh. Thanks very much uh, to magician Steve Spade, to Aileen Brown from the Irish Blood Transfusion Service, who are still asking, by the way, for your help. You'll hear the ads here on Live 95, and you can check out the uh, IBTS website as well uh, for where you can go. And there are restrictions around it, and it's more by appointment than it was, but they still need uh, your help with vital blood supplies. And thanks as well to our friend Pauline Walsh. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.